Bonjour, amigos. Welcome back. I'm Bob. That's Fishby over there making music. Sounding good, Fishby. And as always, we got questions. Does hashtag all buildings matter go too fucking far? Who's the best poet in the history of the rap game? And the most important question of all, does Aaron Carter Scott get some love for the record-breaking fourth show in a row? I believe, Fishby. I believe we can achieve. Thank you for the, uh, for the hot lead, little buddy. We'll get back to you and the fishbowl in just a moment. But first, since this is essentially a show about questions, the question I get more than any other, more than any other, Who's going to win the U.S. presidential election? This is a really, really tough question for me because I am intrinsically an optimist, a frustrated optimist, but an optimist nonetheless. That said, as of today, if there was a metaphorical gun to my head and I had to place a wager one way or the other, Trump or Biden, with no confidence, I'll say Grandpa Joe. It seems that's the way the wind is blowing. I'll say Grandpa Joe. But with no confidence, combined with two, not one, but two really big fat fucking caveats. First, did 2016 surprise you? And second, and this is the big one, how's 2020 going so far? Guess we'll all find out together come November or December, maybe January, hopefully before next Easter. And with that fish be, let's, uh, let's hop to it, as uh, someone fucking the Easter buddy says. Question one, let's go, fish be, go! Is the hashtag all buildings matter? A disrespectful abomination on a September 11th anniversary. A disrespectful abomination? All buildings matter? No, absolutely not. But you have to understand the story behind the hashtag. Started as a joke by SNL co-head writer Weekend Update Mr. Michael Che who in a comedic bit, comedic bit, earlier this year made the brilliant argument within a joke, which are the best arguments, that the hashtag all lives matter in response to black lives matter is just as ridiculous as saying all buildings matter after September 11th. That's where the hashtag came from. But then, on this year's anniversary... Some social media Black Lives Matter activists and then likely some Russian trolls got involved and made all buildings matter trend and allegedly, supposedly, who really fucking knows, the right-wing media bubble almost popped with fury. What's fucking new? For, for a group of people that, that love to point the finger and go, snowflake, you snowflake, can't take anything, you snowflake. I mean, really? 
lose your shit over uh, over all buildings matter. Okay, all right. Moving on, Fish B. What's question two? Let's do it. Is it too soon for Trump to be celebrating the end of COVID? He's got everything but George W. Bush's mission accomplished banner. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, too soon. Like, way too soon. Have you seen the footage of, of the rallies this week? There are thousands of people. There is no social distancing, and wearing a face mask might get you punched in the mouth. It's like Trump is the keynote speaker at a moron convention, but he doesn't care. He's just honored to be the keynote speaker, right? And to hear Trump tell it, vaccine, magic, Operation Warp Speed, right around Election Day. And then... Even Vice Pastor Pence will be back to his all-beefcake-no-mask orgies by Christmas <clears throat> to hear Trump tell it. But according to actual non-witch doctors, hope for the best, but prepare for the end of 2021. Like, the end, like, more than a year from now. Prepare for the end of 2021 before the vaccine is out, hopefully, and enough people actually get it, and enough people have had the virus that we have, quote-unquote, herd immunity, and life will get back to some semblance of, uh, of the good old days, right? But end of 2021 before we're all at uh, crowded bars and restaurants again, most likely, let alone a basketball game and, uh, and other normal shit. But Trump has spent his whole life learning the unfortunate valuable lesson that especially, I mean, this is completely enhanced by this media environment, but the truth, the truth no longer matters. All that matters is what people think, period. Sad and scary, but emphatically true. All that matters is what people think. Because once they think it, they believe it. Once they believe it, they think they know it. You're not going to convince them otherwise. <sighs> That's depressing. That's, uh, can, can, we, can we do something a little, a little more uplifting? Uh, for the good of the group, what's next, Fish B? Now I'm sad. I don't want to be sad. What's next? So now that you've thought about it, who's the best poet in the history of rap? Ask ten people. Get 10 different answers. But occasionally, every now and again, I will go by Angry Bob the Music Critic, which officially gives me no authority to speak on said subject, yet away I go. But before I do, despite a long-standing vow of nonviolence, if you say the name Common to the question the best poet in the history of rap, if you say the name Common, I will find you, and I will slap you in the face with Aaron Carter's cock. Ow! 
We did it. We got it in there. Now I feel better. I was so sad a minute ago, and now I'm so happy. Aaron Carter's cock, it, uh, it warms the heart like uh, Percocet and Coco, does it not? Uh, back to the question. The best poet uh, in the history of rap, and again, this is completely and totally subjective, uh, but my money is on uh, Mighty Mighty Most Deaf. My favorite is from the 20-year-old album Black on Both Sides uh, and Most Deaf song Hip Hop. If you've never heard it, uh, go listen to it now. It will uh, it will blow your mind. But if I could just read like the first eight lines. Speech is my hammer. Bang the world into shape. Now let it fall. Ooh. My restlessness is my nemesis. It's hard to really chill and sit still. Committed to page, I write rhymes. Sometimes won't finish for days. Scrutinize my literature from the large to the miniature, I mathematically administer. And it gets better and better and better from there. Most deaf hip hop is, uh, is where that lyric is from. And uh, the best poet in the history of the hip hop game. M-O-S-D-E-F. And I have spoken. What's next, Fishby? What's the difference between saying mental illness and brain disease? Thank you. I was trying to make this point yesterday before Fish B so rudely does what Fish B does. But when I answer this question, I, I really want to answer it right. Let this one roll around in the brain a little bit, and, and, and we will get back to it uh, next show, which will be chapter 477, I promise. What's next, Fishby? Are you still living in your mom's basement like a total loser? Am I allowed to defend myself here for, for just a second? In addition to uh, my other ongoing health issues? I've had not one, but two seriously lengthy and thereby very expensive hospitalizations just in the last four years. And I've never been able to say the following as an adult in my entire life. As of last month, I am 100% debt-free. Don't owe a single person or a single entity in the entire world, a single dollar. That's why we've been here in uh, Mi Madre basement. So now I'm basically just saving like crazy, and L. Ron Hubbard willing, me, Fish B, the podcast dojo, will all be out of here by February at the latest. Knock on wood, knock on a bunch of fucking wood. Who knows if we... Uh, February seems like a long ways away. Really, I'm just happy to be alive during a once-in-a-century global flu pandemic. These times are... Ugh. What's next? Yo, it's me, Fish B. Oh, 
Would you rather be described as asexual or abstinent? Come on, Fishby. Um, I wouldn't describe myself as as asexual uh, or abstinent. I would currently describe myself as uninterested, which is a completely different thing. I just mentioned that by February, the podcast Dojo is on the move. But I don't know to exactly which city... And the last thing I want, especially with my checkered relationship past, I, I, I don't want the ability of a... Uh, because I could get in a relationship with someone and then who knows, my, my, my brain goes all screwy and my thought process won't be clear. I, I need to make an unemotional decision about where to move by February. I need to make the most prudent decision possible. And you factor love into the mix or dating or sex or whatever, uh, oftentimes all sense of prudence goes right out the window. So I'm not abstinent. I'm not asexual. I'm just currently and intentionally uninterested. What's next? Have you finally reconsidered starting a new, more successful podcast titled Boobs Fishbowl? Same basic show, but every question will be about tatas. Have I finally reconsidered? This question was dumb the first time. But I will, I will actually answer you this almost pointless question with a serious answer about the future prospect of the definite podcast winner. You're right, that is Boobs Fishbowl. Same basic show, but every question about Tatas. If it was produced with the intention of benefiting, say, breast cancer research or something in that same general vein, then I would be happy to. And oh, there it is. There is Isaiah's music, which, as always, comes from our executive producer, Isaiah the Tiny Player. He's 10, and uh, it also lets us know that we've reached our final question of today's fishbowl. Today, Isaiah writes, Is Saint a good name for my new dog? Yeah, that's right, friends. The, uh, the executive producer... Got him, got him, got himself a new dog. It's a little puppy now, but it's not gonna be for long because it's a, uh, it's a pit bull, and then and then with, with some other kind of well, basically it's a pit bull and and a little bit of mutt. I think there's a couple other kinds of uh, of of breed that are in there. So it's little and adorable, and and the dog that they sent me pictures is is so adorable. It's white and just has like that one perfect brown spot over an eye, like it like it's a cartoon dog or a stuffed animal of some kind. Like it, it's it's uh, it's it's coloring is so perfect, and then. It does the funnest thing puppies do. So excited, this dog named Saint, which by the way, great name for a dog. Saint, fine. Um, does the puppy thing where the puppy is so excited to play that the puppy keeps falling asleep on his way to go play. And then wakes up, takes a few more steps because wants to play so bad, and then falls back asleep. That's, uh, that's so awesome. That, uh, 
that puppy is. So yeah, Isaiah, they got a new dog. That's awesome. And, uh, and Saint is a good name. Thank you, Isaiah. The only way this here show grows is when someone just like you texts it to a friend. If you want to help, that'd be great. If not, we appreciate you just being here right now, sincerely. Time now for the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego and or the finale. Kick it, Fish Beep. My girl Madonna, the iconoclast iconoclast, is currently co-writing her own biopic movie, but who will Madonna cast to play Madonna? My imaginary cash and masturbatorium visual is on my other girl, Margot fucking Robbie. Legendary musician and the only human to ever smoke Snoop Dogg under the table, Willie Nelson, reveals that in the late 1970s, he smoked weed on the roof of the fucking White House with Jimmy Carter's kid, and that makes me smile and sad because millions of Americans have been condemned to rot in prison for that same fucking shit. The end is finally in sight for Keeping Up With The Kardashians. We know that because they're way richer than most rich people and understandably sick of all those damn cameras, except, of course, for momager Kris Jenner, who's in talks to join the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because she loves those cameras even more than she loves fucking dudes in their 20s. And that's saying something. And speaking of fucking, the NFL's golden boy and UGG model, Tom Brady does not engage in pregame sexual activities with a super no-UGG model, wife Giselle, because he's an old-as-the-hills quarterback that needs to focus all his attention on not getting fucking killed. And lastly, well, he's obviously no Pope Pius XIII. Pope Francis is certainly the most likable and down-to-earth pope of my lifetime, and for a pope, complete with that insanely gaudy wardrobe, he has no holier-than-thou vibe. And think about that. And in a new interview, Pope Francis says, the pleasure of eating and sexual pleasure comes from God. And the choir sings, Amen but also makes you wonder why Aaron Carter's cock seems so sad. Got it in twice. It's a... Lighten the world of fire, we are, Fish V. Lighten the world of fire. Find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Bob's Fishbowl and at Bob Van Dyne. And according to world-renowned internet experts... Bob'sFishbowl.com is a website. Chapter 477. Uh, it'll get to you shortly. Till then, say adios, Fishbee.